This is Joe's Corner 76. I'll be commenting on the human condition. In order to change it, we have to be engaged. What about religion? What is it? What are the good, the bad, and the ugly about religion? How is religion defined? It's a belief in and worship of a superhuman controlling entity. This has been defined as one having a personal God or gods who relate to and we believe react on an individual basis with us. We worship this God and we have a creed or doctrine that governs our relationship with this God or gods. We gather in groups to practice our community-based faith. These religious teachings or doctrines have and continue to explain a relationship to the world, its creation, and influence on our science, society and our scientific beliefs. Early man worshipped various natural things, like the sun, the moon, and nature, to try and explain their place in the universe. Over time, many religions, sects, and deities came and went. There were many gods. At one point, the Israelites believed in only one God and had a codified religious doctrine that had the promise of a Messiah who would change the world. Eventually, there was a man called Jesus who was worshipped and accepted by the Messiah, as the Messiah by the Gentile world. A whole array of different Christian denominations developed over the centuries. Another major religion developed after this called Islam, which means submission. It has a strict and clear way on its path to salvation. The Christian religion was very different. It said that a man died for the sins of the world, and if we accepted him, we would be saved. It espoused free will. It was pretty simple. Believe and be saved. John 3.16 summed up the main point of Christianity. There was more, but no more where where did it seem to call call for elaborate churches and massive organizations. Being human, we did organize religion, build complex structures, and many people used it for their own purposes. We are all familiar with the evil done in the name of religion and the great good that was done. It seems all of the main line churches settled into a routine and peddled their doctrines, and for years, people went to these churches. Why? Society expected us to do so. It was a place to socialize, to share common beliefs, and to provide solace in times of trouble. Others went because they feared the hereafter and wanted to get insurance as to where they would go. Religion has caused great upheaval, but it also been a saving grace for many because they found peace in it. The big problem with the Christian religion is it did not change as society changed or it became so secular it didn't have any clear message. It became irrelevant to many because the mainline churches didn't preach a message that was meaningful to many people. Church attendance declined. but For many people, it did not change the questions. Why am I here? Is there life after death? Where will I go? The mainline churches no longer answered these questions 
as forcefully in the, as in the past they had become more social agencies. This uneasiness and questioning were not answered by the mainline churches. A large majority in society no longer had no affiliation with a mainline church, yet they still felt a need for answers. Evangelical and Pentecostal churches grew and prospered because they had a strong message. They had the answers that helped allay people's fears. There were still a large number of people not affiliated with these. As with anything, wherever there is a perceived need, there are people who will fill it, including many unscrupulous people. They hide behind the shield of religion. They call themselves evangelists. We've always had them, but today they have access to mass media to promote themselves. The evangelists claim they speak directly to God, and he speaks directly to him, them. Many of them claim miraculous healing powers, and they speak in tongues. You would think that their main purpose would be to spread the Christian message, encourage people back to church, and urge, urge them to attend regularly and practice their faith, but they don't. Instead, they use the mass media to build up large organizations, skyscrapers, and a cult built around their personality. Each of them has a brand they use to draw others to them. All of this takes large amounts of money for the TV presence, building large temples, buying airplanes, and to maintain their large organizations. This is all funded by seed money from fearful people whom they exhort to constantly give more money. They use fear tactics, but they know fear without offering a benefit will not keep the money rolling in. What these TV evangelists do is preach a prosperity-based doctrine. Their core message seems to be that if you plant a seed in the form of cash to one of these organizations, your seed will grow and you will end up getting the money you donated back many times over. They never tell you when you'll get your money back. They say it's in God's hands. The big name evangelists are all in the U.S., but their greedy grab for money is felt in Canada and other countries. These guys are big business, and since they can keep their financial records confidential, there is no transparency or accounting of these funds. There are some questions being raised about this lack of oversight, and we have seen a number of high-profile cases and whether the government has been too permissive or not, nothing seems to happen. It's still up in the air. Let's look at the money donations by people given to these evangelists and how it's going to be returned. We can't directly see their financial records, so we can't see exactly where the money is going, but we can get a picture of where the money is going by examining the net worth of some of these evangelists. All of them make the same play, claim. God blesses those who do his good works. And they were provided by riches. He provides them with riches. So according to these evangelists, they deserve the riches they have because it's a sign they are doing what God wants them to do. 
Isn't this a self-reinforcing prophecy? If you are a TV evangelist and you can convince a large number of people who don't have money to send you more money they can't afford to send without skipping a meal, then you can buy million-dollar mansions and planes. They call these mansions parsonages so they don't have to pay taxes on them. These evangelistic scoundrels convince themselves they are entitled to these riches. They have no qualms about telling people to keep sending money and they will get a return down the road. It's more common than you think that fearful and poorly educated or easily manipulated old people keep on giving till it hurts and still more. That's what they're asked to do. Just to give you an idea of what the though these the net worth of some of them are, these charlatans and scum, here's what they're worth. The biggest is Kenneth Copeland. He has a net worth of $760 million. Oral Roberts, $100 million. Joel Osteen, $45 million. Benny Hain, $40 million. There are many others, and you should investigate to see more. They all own planes worth millions, since they can't fly with the riffraff. Listen to the claims they make about how diseases can be cured. The so-called fake healings. The claims God will take them home if the gullible don't donate enough. I hope you see these evangelists as the entertainers and magicians they are. They all have an individual act, an organization that claims each one has the way to heaven. But notice carefully, they all have, what they all have in common is give till it hurts to their selected audiences. Isn't it now clear that by looking at the mansions, the extensive security, private planes, and skyscrapers built not to glorify God, but to glorify the evangelist who built them. That's where a great deal of donations they receive go. They aren't doing anything you could remotely call God's work. Look around and see if your elderly parents, other relatives or friends have been taken in by these leeches. Point out the real truth about these scoundrels. I'm not against religion, anyone having a belief, or I'm not trying to convert you. What I hope is that if you're looking for an answer, try your local church. There are many paths to finding answers to life meaning without mortgaging your family, yourself, or your soul. Let me have your thoughts. You can follow me on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Joe's Corner 76. You can hear me on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcast, Breaker, Radio Public, and YouTube at Joe's Corner 76.